If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Martin, Roland, Martin, Roland, Martin, Roland, Martin, look like he rolling. <laughs> he look like he's rolling, 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 mm-hmm. rolling on the river. Scary niggas quiver. I don't shiver. I eat lambs and sometimes liver. I don't care. And if you shiver, then you sneeze. And nigga, you a queer. Ooh, I, uh, I shouldn't have said that. Y'all gonna have something to say about that. That's a fact and whack. I don't care. I'm gonna say what I want when I won't like that. Guess what? It's facts. This is the friend zone. And if you don't know, then now it's on. We've been in room for a minute. Now we back on. And I love the 80s vibe when I'm down to the bone. Make me moan out of control when I roll. Yo, hips better roll. Ah, ah, ah. Yo, hips better roll. I, 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 I thought I forgot, but I'm back. Yo, hips better roll. Yo, I, 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 I forgot about that. Yo, hips better roll. It ain't going nowhere like black. Yo, hips better roll. Yo, hips better roll. Come on, come on, come on. Yo, hips better roll. Yo, hips better roll. I'm about to produce one. Come on, come on, come on. Yo, hips better just roll them, just roll them, just roll them, just let them go. Come on, it's out of control. Let them roll. I got a beat for everything. I'm about to give y'all the wedding march and everything, like all of it. Yo, y'all took me out. Yes. Woo! Well, that was a great one. You're welcome once. You're welcome twice. You're welcome, welcome, welcome to the friend zone. How's Welcome. everybody doing out there tonight? I'm Paula J. Parker, and these are my teeth. Oh, Paula J. <laughs> yes, I'm Paula J. Parker. I look like a Tim Burton character. And I'm Malika. I'm friends with Khloe Kardashian, but I'm also a really beautiful black twin. <laughs> and I'm Carlos Vaughn. What is this bitch doing here? What is this bitch doing here? And uh, I'm Lisa Wu. Um, I date someone. He was gay on TV, but and I am not going anywhere from your television. <laughs> okay, I don't it's care. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll be on every show for the rest of your life until death ends, and I'm not dying. So who's gonna die? Not me. 
And I am Golden Brooks, and I have a very bad attitude. But Golden, you're still like my sister, though, so... Let me tell you something, okay? It doesn't matter, okay, Countess? Okay. You don't need that chicken. Listen. You don't need the chicken. If I'm going to have me a piece of chicken, I'm going to have three. No, that was bad. I actually really like Countess though. She just was been she's been tripping this season. I can't believe I've been watching Hollywood. She Jesus. has really been acting a fool Man. this season, and so has her friend Savannah. Yeah, she or gotta, whatever. Like Savannah needs to go. get a grip. First of all, you think that you're showboating on TV, and this is your opportunity. But what you're really doing is making yourself look really, really bad. Especially Savannah. when you show up to a video shoot and you don't have the music. Who in the hell? What kind of artist Wait, shows up? What? So back. Yeah, okay, you know I'm like. Context. Hold on. We're discussing Hollywood Divas. <laughs> I which like how airs, y'all both lean back. Right. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. Hollywood Divas airs on TV One. It's an ensemble reality show about people who were quote unquote Hollywood Divas. That's the one like Chris and Michelle. And well, no, it's the, a Hollywood, the acting version of that essentially. Oh, oh, right. oh okay. I'm so, confusing shows. Countess Vaughn, Lisa Wu, um, um, Golden Brooks. Golden Brooks. Um, Malika Huck. Malika Hack. 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 Mariah Huck. Malika Hack. Malika Hack. Oh, Mariah. I miss Mary to Mess. Yeah. Um, and who's um, the last who's one? The Did we get Paula J. Parker already? Paula J. Parker. Paula J. Parker. So that's the cast. And Elise so, Neal was formerly on the show, but she's not on there no more. Right, because she really, truly had better things to do. <laughs> right. Seriously. Like, look amazing mm-hmm. at the age of 50. And being an assorted right. flavor, which they still say on the show, even though she left. Just wanted to throw it out there. Somebody said at least Neil had steel wet on her license plate. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> oh my god! At least Neil got a tattoo on her ankle that says "steel wet" and curse it with a rose. <laughs> oh my god! You know when, you, when and she just got it for her birthday when her and her girls went to Vegas. <laughs> Her, her girls, at least Neil, 57 years old. Well, I'm not the kind of girl. I'm just not the girl who's going to, you know. Oh, God, I right. can't. You get, a, you get discounted coffee talking about you ain't that kind of girl. <laughs> you literally okay. knocked the wind out of my chest. Nah, like, I can't. Yeah. Like, you know when they're doing the high, like, okay. hit him on the chest. Like, that's what he just But anyway, so me. that's what we're talking about. Savannah is a friend of Countess Vaughn. Right. And she is a mess. So she's like a supporting She's very cat. obnoxious. Yes. And she has, she's a transgender female. Mm-hmm. And she has been exploiting that to get, I guess, visibility. You know what I mean? Being okay. overtly sexual. Like, um, just doing things to make everybody uncomfortable, mm. okay? Um, it, it's just, it's terrible. So enough about that, because I know you have more that you could say, but it's one thing that I it's did tell my Twitter followers that I was going to address, <laughs> and I really do want to address this really quick. So if we oh, can, oh, Lord. if everybody's all right, put your shit kickers on. You know, those are those hip <laughs> boots, those plastic boots that people wade in. <laughs> Put your shit kickers on because we're about to go down deep, okay? I'm looking for some of those. We're about to discuss uh, Basketball right Wise LA Ooh. for a second, okay? Let's do it. Okay, Let's now. Let's do it. Is Tammy on it? Tammy's Tammy is back. on there. Tammy's back. And Tammy is looking old, too. She looked yeah. like the Joker when she came in the I'm house. They went her, to Big um, Bear. She's like, hi! I was like, she looked like the, you know, them comedy drama masks. Oh she looked God. like one of them. Comedia del Arte. No. That's how she, yeah, that's Comedia del Arte. Yeah. Anyway, so. 
One I thing. love her bonnet chronicles. Her bonnet I chronicles are hilarious, <laughs> it's so right? So funny to me. She uh, says real shit. And though. she literally is wearing a bonnet. I when love she it. Said. And yep. the hashtag bonnet chronicle. Bonnet and why they got to be chronicles? <laughs> I, I always it. used to laugh at the at when I was growing up, going to the hall, to the Kingdom Hall, when the when like they would say when they would name books of the Bibles, whenever they would get to chronicles, I, it just was a funny sounding word to me. I don't know if like the way the continents are lined up or something, but chronicles. That, is just, that was always funny. To me, so the oh fact God. that they're called the Bonnet Chronicles is hilarious. But anyway, oh, this episode one is thing. already all right. We're good. We're, I promise we're gonna get back to sensible. But for a minute, we gotta stay over yeah, here on pH one. A little bit, now, a little, bit, a little He said over here. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is wrong with Angel Love. Angel Love, but she needs to figure Nobody. out. Who is that? Nobody. Exactly. She needs to figure out how to dial it back before somebody cuts her phone off. Now, let me tell you what's going on. First of all, okay, Angel Love is a new girl to the show. When I first saw her, I thought that I was going to love her. Beautiful brown-skinned girl. Yes, na- like gorgeous. Just a gorgeous, pretty-ass girl. Beautiful shape. She dresses well. Sometimes she's a little country, so sometimes it's a little too opulent or, you know, a little Mm. too gaudy. But that's okay because she still, like, has a certain polish to her. Mm. She's a registered nurse, um, and she's from New Orleans, so she has that endearing New Orleans accent. All the makings for something that Dustin would love, okay? Mm. So she gets on the show. I'm like, okay, I'm really going to like this girl or whatever. But then she starts inserting herself. I mean, like, blatantly like she literally just jumps in like right now she would jump in on the That's friend zone and she would be like this is the show and she'd be like but and why I'm did here- y'all decide i mean so do y'all really think it's a good idea that people want to hear this show i mean like like we would have just met her tonight like we're just jump she would be like, in i mean but don't y'all think people might find it a little boring maybe i don't know and then after i call her <laughs> everything that y'all know i will call her it'd be, it'd be like <laughs> she asked me she'd look at me and say well damn i guess i can't ask nobody a question around her like that's what okay, she's doing okay okay <laughs> But it's so bad until, like, bad. like, okay, so really quick. Malaysia Pargo is best friends with Brandy Maxil. Brandy got into an argument no, with Angel Love. Before. Nobody. Right. Brandy got into it with <laughs> Angel know. Love. Malaysia pulls up out of nowhere in sweatpants because she was on the phone with Brandy when the argument took place. And she pulled up. And she up. pulled up that. on the ass. So, l- l- pulled up, left the range in the middle of the street. I mean, it, you could tell it was nasty. So it was really real. for real because, like, her hair had that nasty. You know when, like, <laughs> your hair ain't done and you brush it back into a ponytail has yeah. that wave pattern? Mm-hmm. Her hair was like that. <laughs> yeah. Without any oils. It was just like, you know. <laughs> Matt Dustin knows that so about So, anyway, <laughs> so, so, like... So then, like, oh, so, so, so Malaysia and the girl whose event it was when she pulled up, they have this conversation where they totally didn't make peace. And Malaysia says verbatim, I did not think about the effects of everything that I was doing. And I didn't think about that it. it was your event. And so I really want to apologize from the bottom of my heart. I mean that. That's what she said to this girl who she prior, previously had, like, fought with. Mm-hmm. So they have this peaceful moment. Everything's fine. <laughs> Here come this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? She out of nowhere. Like, she has had no scenes with Malaysia. They have no, they don't know each other. Nope. She literally just says, okay, so now that you, now that that, that, that y'all have figured that out, do you really think that when you think back on it, do you think that was the best thing to do? Would you do it again? Do you think it was the best thing to do? That's what she says. 
Like, like, fuck all the progress has been made. Fuck, like, the fact that everybody can just chill. It's almost <laughs> as if she thinks that in order to be interesting or liked by viewers, she has to be involved or embroiled in some type of verbal altercation. But it's so badly and poorly executed and so sloppy that she looks so immature and so silly, and it makes everything that I thought I was going to love about her something that I just want to... It makes her like a Trump supporter. <laughs> oh my God. That's how bad it is. That's how much the flames on the sides of my face light up when she gets on the screen. I am so... So, Angel Love, let me talk to you for just one Ooh. second, okay? What I'm going to need for you to do is take your bottom lip and introduce it to your top lip <laughs> and shut the fuck up. Oh All God. the way up. Like Remy Mind Fat Joe said, <laughs> you have no place. Why isn't it enough for you to just be yourself? See, you're one of these dummies that has ruined it for everybody on reality TV, both the viewers and the cast members. You're one of these fools that has that thought that you have to assume this position of reality star when, in fact, all the reality stars that we love were simply being themselves. They weren't hamming it up or doing what they've seen other people do. You dummy! And and shame on you for for being for for openly claiming proclaiming to be a part of something as prestigious as an organization of registered nurses, and you a goddamn fool. On TV, I'm scared to go to the. I'm scared to be triaged <laughs> because of you. Oh my god, Dustin, what? I would like to say that I don't actually like Brandy. No. But one thing about Brandy on the show is she is honest and real. Like Brandy gave you basketball wife. That's what she did. Like, Brandy don't give a fuck about nothing. She don't care. You're not going to beat her. She's going to cuss your ass out, and she's going to look good while she does it. And ain't that what a basketball wife is supposed to she be? Ain't you supposed to be rich and not care about nothing? She be going toe-to-toe okay. with Tammy and Shawnee. So, like, I, I can at least respect Brandy. But Brandy, like, Brandy literally, when this girl Angel Love was getting involved in, like, the episode before, <laughs> she was like, oh, oh, my God, here we go again. Like, she, like she, I don't even like, walk want off. to be dealing with this person. Like, she will argue with Tammy, or they will stand there yeah. and, like, not care about each other and talk. She couldn't even be entertained with this new girl like and I like, I like literally removed herself so from the, the new girl's already acting like the reunion y- yeah, episode the, basically yeah she, she showed up <laughs> she said I am on this season so I am here she don't know how to just be kind of like welcomed into things right or, like if she wanted like, be the humble yeah if she yeah. wanted a chance to be messy there were, her time was gonna come but she keeps trying <laughs> to just throw herself in the mess and it's like you just wanna wipe the floor with her you don't she's actually so care about her pretty, mess like it's so she's gorgeous gorgeous mm. beautiful beautiful brown girl be- I mean like pretty well, people gotta do what they gotta do for a spinoff I mean well, well, baby, she's she ain't she's not spinning off. Um, right. Hers she, is broke. It ain't it ain't in motion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> her spin off has spun. She's horrible. Ooh. She's horrible. She's ruining the show. I have I have now. Let me just come on out and stand in my truth, and then we don't get off of this shit. <laughs> I missed trashy ass reality TV. Everybody has started trying to be good, and yeah. you know we're gonna set an example and film me with my kids too, and yeah. you know all that other shit. Sometimes I just wanted to go down to the gutter, like she said on Spark. Like he gonna take you to the gutter. <laughs> Sometimes I just wanted to go down to the gutter. So when Basketball Wise LA was coming back, I knew Malaysia and Brandy were gonna bring like the fashion to it. I knew that Malaysia was gonna be tough as balls. I knew that Brandy was too. I knew Jackie was gonna be drunk and. And, and tacky and a fool and, and she the still is. stock. I knew that Tammy was going to be, you know, the Newport cigarette of the cast. I was ready for the it. New, uh, I was ready for it. Just one. <laughs> no, just she one. a Lucy. A Lucy. I was ready for it. 
And what happens? They give us Angel Love and she ruins it. So now I'm pissed. Shawnee, thank you for your motherfucking services. So her ruining and Tammy everything. are on the show together? Yes. That sounds scary. Tammy just, you know, she latching on. She like the, the kids that be still be breastfeeding at six and seven goddamn years <laughs> oh old. God, just can't sick. let go. Tammy walks that fine line between like, you know, tacky and hungry. And she just don't give a fuck. They be like, damn, Tammy, why are you still doing I've got to work, okay? And what's so funny <laughs> is... And I'm going to say this and then I'm done with this shit. You keep saying that. <laughs> What's so funny is Malaysia and Brandy from day one, like, they fashion game was like, this season has well, been all like shows, though, I batting feel like the women a thousand. Shawnee and Tammy were looking very like, you know, well, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to offend anybody, but they were just looking like they didn't really want to care too much. Mm. Fast forward to this big, by the time it was time to go to Big Bear, now they go into a cabin for Big Bear. They getting out the car. <laughs> With like Lady Gaga high heels, you know what I'm saying? Like red bottoms. I mean, looking stupid, you know what I'm saying? Because it was the wrong place. But they felt like they had to give it they all they got. They said, I'm walking out the house. Tammy's Celine bag had seen better days. Her Celine bag looked like they had the the bus driver forgot it was in front of the tire and drove over it. But she had it. She was going to carry it when it was time to go break bread with Brandy and Malaysia. I wish I could see how I just stopped right there. And, and speaking of stop, we are going to stop <laughs> right here with this Basketball Wives conversation. Thank Basketball you Wives LA. For your services. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> like, where does so, um... I'm sorry. Listen, I ain't sorry. I was with you. Okay. I was with you. I'm back on the trash TV. I'm back on the program, okay? Yeah, and, they, and Angel, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> he said an angel. Because I'm going to get upset again. I had one more note, but I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Go on and say it. Okay, just real, real fast. Brandy also had me crack up. Oh, there are two angels on the show, by the way. Oh no! Okay. Right, there's Angel. Both of them going ahead. Angel brought her. <laughs> angel brought her friend Angel Love onto the show, and Brandy. I'm not gonna get into this. Look, I, I know. And, and Brandy, when she met her, she said, "Wait, Brandy got a friend named." Or she's like, "Angel's friend, Angel." <laughs> That's corny. <laughs> and I busted out laughing. Because imagine you meet you hanging out with a bitch Angel you don't like, and she walk up like, hey, y'all, um, I'm here with my friend Angel. It's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, you ain't no Angel, and this bitch ain't either. Like, right. I had to rock with her on that, because that would have been funny as hell to me. All right, let's... The only other thing that was funny to me, <laughs> oh is, I swear to God, this That's is it. it. This is, I swear to God, and I know we running behind. It's the only other thing that was funny, Asante, did you see how Brandy did her face when her and Shawnee was having that conversation? And Shawnee was like, I've never acted as if, um, as if uh, you are, um, you know, I'm the boss. I don't even run my shit like that. And Brandy was like, yeah, yes, you have, Shawnee. What about a uh, thank you for your service? The way she did <laughs> yes. her face. I like, thought I was like going to the, the mask, like yeah. Jim Carrey. Because <laughs> she, she didn't realize what she was doing, Fran. She was so involved in the <laughs> argument that she did not realize that she was imitating Shawnee's face when she oh, repeated no. what Shawnee said. And the sincerity and, <laughs> of it is what made it so funny because she was, I mean, she, she was doing that in shit it, over like, the edge. Yeah, yes, you have. What about uh, think, the way she did it? I'm telling, man. So that's All right, it. friend. All right, back to you on the skybox, friend. <laughs> I'm over here like, where do I go? Ooh, <laughs> I am ready. I guess okay, I'm ready to turn around. <laughs> 
Oh, y'all are so funny. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. So I'll take deep. Let's all play in my Spotify right. playlist. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Warm vibes. Shameless plug. <laughs> okay. We back. We back. All right, y'all. Listeners, I know y'all are like, what? Just bear the? with us. We're we going to do it's it. It's one of those weeks. All right. So on last week's episode, we discussed imposter syndrome and had the awesomeness that is Cheska Lee come on board and share her experience while we also shared ours. And as usual, you guys had tons of actually I feel like this was the most yeah. engagement we've had, period. So I'm glad that it seems like we're just getting better. Striking some chords over right? there. Right? The it really resonated with you guys and you guys had so many great things to share. So let's get into the recap session. Asante, what stood out to you? Um, I have an email here from Sharnice Holland. Um, the previous episode really hit home for me because I currently suffer from imposter syndrome. I'm currently in grad school en route to earn my PhD, and although I've earned a bachelor's, master's degree, I've published scientific articles, obtained prestigious funding, presenting at conferences, lived in a foreign country, I still feel like I don't belong and not smart enough. It's actually very overwhelming. I honestly wait for the day that I get the letter saying I'll be put out of my program. I just never feel like what I've done is enough. I honestly feel like I won't survive to get the PhD. But just like Fran said, no one is a guru in everything. It was refreshing to hear your stories, and I actually am the queen of lists. I actually make lists for the month, then each week, then each day, and I get it done. Thanks for the encouragement to keep pushing. I thought that that was so, so dope. Somebody so wildly successful trying to get this PhD out there doing it. Keep going. I know it's hard, but, you know, they're not going to tell you, hey, girl, you can't do this no more if you're doing the right things. You did the right things to get there. You're going to do the right things to make it through, and it's just going to keep coming, so keep going. I love it. And you know what's funny? I saw um someone, you know, Joan the Scam is it Joanne? Jo- Joan the yeah. Scammer. Did you read that the article? <laughs> yes. Yo. On the fader. Joanne you know? Prada. But that to me was so like it literally fit with last week's episode yes. how he, you know, was like his real life, he's just trying to like survive and figure shit out and he still has that feeling of like inadequacy in a lot of ways and and but then you see him with this bigger than life personality that literally has saturated the internet. Like you don't, yeah. there's no Joan the Scammer meme that you're not seeing on a daily basis. Like he's it right now. He's so funny. But it was interesting getting that behind the scenes of like how different his actual life is mm-hmm. in comparison to this bigger than life persona that and we even, see. Even how he came up with it, and how it played into the the bigger role of you know him. Uh, putting these characters on and things like that to right. just get through, and and coming from his actual pain, mm-hmm. like this whole the whole Caucasian thing and the thing about his yes. background. His I mean, if you guys adopted. haven't read it, yeah, I'm sure it's pinned. It's probably his pinned tweet. Yeah, um, but it was a Fader article, so if definitely you, check that out. If you follow Joanne Prada on Instagram, <laughs> it's in this. Cause I am Brand- uh, Brandon. Is I am Brandon? I watch all them damn videos. He's so funny. I used to know Brandon back on BGC in the day. That's why it's so crazy. To see him now, right? Yeah. Yes, that shit is crazy. <laughs> I love it. You though. got some coke on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> but that to me, seeing that article today, I was like, wow, man, like that was a testament. Right on, how to timely. How timely. Yeah. So, but um, the, what did you find, friend? Right, on SoundCloud, um, Candice Reeves said, I am so thankful for this episode. Before today, I did not have a term for what I have been feeling pretty much my entire 
and short professional career. I graduated from our master's program and moved far away from home for a fellowship experience with an amazing company. A lot of my projects and responsibilities are centered around areas and topics which I know very little, but fortunately that was the point of the, fe- of the fellowship. I'm one of two black people in a pretty white town and health department. As you can imagine, as you can guess, my imposter syndrome is twofold. Not only do I not feel like I belong because of my race, I often feel like professionally I'm not always certain what I'm doing. But I have used this feeling to remain humble and as a constant reminder that I am here to learn. Mm. I am not supposed to know everything and I can only grow from this experience. Fake it till I make it is somewhat of a life motto for me. Mm. So I love that because I thought it was cool that we were all able to be transparent and be like, listen, none of us know what the hell mm-hmm. we're doing. And no matter, like Joanne the Scammer, how larger than life someone may appear, you know, odds are they're deep down still feeling inadequate in a lot of ways. And that goes back to even Dustin. Dustin, you took me down with the Maya Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> when I was listening back, I almost died. You thought she was here? You was like, damn, I know she came in the studio. Uh, but, you know, like we said on last week's episode, Maya Angelou had all these Man. accolades. And she was like such an iconic, legendary, important part of black history. And still you know, in her age still felt like a scammer. (laughs) And that's, I mean, how much more of of a testament can you find than that? For real. So, Dustin, Mm -hmm. you know, you probably have some tweets. I do. Y'all know I say in these tweets, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Holler at a player when you see me in the tweet. In the tweet (laughs) straight. Holler at a player. All right. So the first tweet I want to give a shout out to comes from uh, at Glowed Up. That's at G-L-O-E-D underscore U-P. Um, and that tweet gives a shout out to the Virginia second grader Tyran Bell, who raised ten thousand dollars to bring hand sanitizer to schools in Flint, Michigan. Hey. Oh, so shout wow. out to him, a little black boy, Tyran Bell. Well, Tyran, so y'all know you're black. But Tyran Bell, ten, um, Virginia second grader, he raised ten thousand ten thousand dollars. A second grader. Wow. Yep. To send hand sanitizer to schools in Flint, Michigan. That's something that you know is very important to me. So I just wanted to recognize that. So shout out to you, Tyran. Amazing. Um, work, man. Yep. There's a couple other tweets. Um, I want to give a shout out to Shar Sesso. She's a a big supporter of the show. I recognize the name. Yeah. And she quoted um, our show. And me, when I said there is power in the closed mouth smile. And she said that that is one of her signature go to's. (laughs) So, shout out to Shar Say So for knowing what's up and what to say. Shout out to everybody else who sent me videos and and, uh, audio clips of them either rolling their hips or singing your hips better roll. (laughs) But specifically, I want to give a shout out to at L U V N M I, so love N M I. Who her son Jade, uh, J A, his name is spelled J A E D. He's three years old, oh, and he dope. has been repeating her singing "Your Hips Better Roll." So she sent me a video of him actually standing on her bed, irritating her. Oh my her, god! Saying, Yo, hips better roll. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so shout out to her for that, and also, lastly, shout out to at Melody of Songs, who sent us a video of herself putting a full face of makeup on and stopping to roll her hips when the beat dropped when we said your hips better roll. <laughs> so awesome. shout out to Come everybody for their hips rolling the tweets. I'm about to retweet them right Come on. Near. Shout out to so Jade. Funny. That's a bomb ass name Isn't for a boy. It? I like Dope, that. Right? 
don't know about having kids, but damn, right there. And one more thing I want to give a shout out to that's positive, and it kind of loops this in because mm-hmm. they she used to be on Basketball Wives. <laughs> shout oh out to God. Drea, right? <laughs> Who is Drea has like completely cleaned up her act, and I love the how focused she is with her brand now. She's shooting a tell all documentary for Netflix. She partnered with Netflix to shoot uh, basically a documentary series like chronicling. <laughs> chronicling. <laughs> <Damn>. Already. <laughs> anyway, chronicling her whole life. And like she said that by the time that this is introduced, she said that because she's been like tabloid fodder or whatever, everybody has like sensationalized and made it like gossip. But she says she wants to tell the story, you know, through like her like in through like reflection and going back to these places and like talking about these experiences. And then she doesn't want to talk about anything again because she wants it to like inspire women to like know that they can like legitimize their talents or whatever. She's like on a totally different level with her. her. And you can see it like in her, like you can see it on her. So I just thought it was really dope that like, she was like, you know what, let me create this piece of like work to, for this purpose. The fact that she's even thinking like that, Drea shift. Yeah. So, That's all. Good. Maybe <laughs> That's she had the right kind of energy coming to her life. All right, pause for the cause, you guys, and let's talk about our friends over at Loot Crate. Now, as you know, I may not be the most uh, geek savvy, I guess it would be called, or, or video game type, you know, person, but I love Loot Crate. They give you boxes full of shirts and toys and knickknacks and things that are, are so specific to this great world of, like, super dope art, cartoons, um, superheroes and shit. I love all of that shit now. It's because of Loot Crate and the box unfolds and folds back up and you can put all sorts of things in your Loot Crate box once you take the wonderful items out that they give you. Lucky Jordans. Read between the lines, behind them, on top and to the left. <laughs> now, for less than $20 a month, you get to get six to eight items that include licensed gear, unique one-of-a-kind items and more. And even though I told you guys about the standard Loot Crate, there's so much more than that. There's loot wear to keep you geek chic and there's loot pets to bring you and your pets inner nerds out okay loot anime loot gaming loot crate dx it's a crate for every kind of geek and loot crate has them all now august which is the month that we're talking about and not alcina is the perfect time (laughs) to explore the (laughs) anti-hero and it's okay to be a little bad when you look so good in the loot wear anti-hero collection Featuring Vengeful Suicide Squad and Punisher Socks, a World of Warcraft tee that you can't forsake, a Harley Quinn item for the girls, and an Archer wearable that'll make you sploosh. Phrasing. Embrace your inner geek and get your Loot Crate today by going to LootCrate.com slash FriendZone and entering code FriendZone to save $3 on any new subscription. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And once the cutoff happens, cry me a river, no JT, because we tried to tell you. So again, get your ass over to LootCrate.com slash FriendZone and enter the code FriendZone at checkout to save $3, which can be a lot of money if you buy things that are only a dollar at the store. Okay. <laughs> you can save $3 on any of your new Loot Crate subscriptions. Now let's get back to Le Show. Right? And speaking of women healing. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? That was a good segue. That was. Um, I'm actually just hopping off of a flight, which is, if you guys are hey. listening, my throat. I know my voice probably sounds a little tired. Fran's sitting here looking like a black woman. I wish y'all could see how black she, how dark <laughs> yes, skin she looks. she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sun-kissed today but i just got back 
today from my wellness <laughs> retreat um, in Santiago, Dominican Republic. Where did you bring me anybody back? No. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> but we had an incredible retreat, uh, a women's healing circle, where I was able to work with a lot of my peers who are healers and invite a lot of my listeners and just, you know, my base, basically, to the Dominican Republic, to a beautiful house. I mean, I posted pictures on Twitter so you guys can get an idea, but it is gorgeous um, that a friend of mine hooked us up with. And I, of course, will give you guys more information about that house later because it's also up for... Maybe you have a retreat you want to run or you just want to go to DR. It's open for even for Airbnb. So I'll give you guys that information. Beautiful house. And um, we had, you know, 11 women come clearly for them to show up because, you know, it's a hey, friend, hey, wellness retreat. They were ready to do some digging. So I told them the day they arrived, you showing up is just half the battle. You know, you feel proud of yourself even being here, getting on a flight to take care of yourself is is like amazing you know and and obviously I won't get into details of what we talked about because that's I want to respect their privacy um and that's why I didn't post it on social media you guys won't see anything that happened on snapchat or youtube because that's not what it was for right you know I wanted the women to know that I wasn't doing it to be like online like look I'm healing people, you yeah. know, it wasn't that kind you of thing. Really like, yeah, care. no, like I actually was like, no, we're going to not be on social media. We're going to have some real ass conversations, do some digging. Um, I have to shout out really quickly, Hasna, who is one of my oldest friends and she is an incredible healer. She does guided meditations. She works with Chinese medicine and herbs and oils and taught the women when they are going through some type of trauma or crisis, how to use natural herbs and oils and basically use resources from the earth to maintain their calm, to maintain their vibrations and never allow another being ever again to change the trajectory of your life, which I think is extremely empowering, especially for black women, because we tend to put ourselves last, whether it's in relationships, family, in the workforce. I mean, Malcolm X said it best. We're the most disrespected Mm -hmm. in the world, you know. So to be able to create this safe haven for black women where we were like, we love you. We're here to protect you. We're here to give you the tools to have a way better life just meant so much to me. And then Yurad Jaradmi, who is my love. She's the one that it's her house, um, but she's also a Reiki healer. She uses the power of her hands to know to be able to move energy in your body based on trauma because a lot of people don't realize trauma stays on a cellular level. It, it's not... People, when you get illnesses, it doesn't just manifest because of food and environmental factors. That, obviously, are key points. But it also... I mean, I've had friends that were vegan and perfect health, you know, on paper and still died of cancer because... Or, you know, different illnesses because grief mm. manifests itself in the physical if you don't face the things that you know hurt you growing up or now like you have mm. to clear those things out so I was really thankful right we're all taking deep breaths I was really thankful that Jaradmi has that gift of of her hands she studied this she's also a yin yoga instructor so she once she was able to shift the pain from your body she um we did like an hour and a half of yin yoga and she basically taught us how to release that pain 
and how to use your own body to release pain so you don't have to depend on any external forces. So it was a very empowering retreat that by the end of it, the women just felt like unstoppable. (laughs) They know they just felt like, wow, like I can take care of myself. You know, I don't need anyone to complete me. I don't need anyone to fix me. I don't need anyone to save me. I'm not looking for anyone to bring me shit. I am this already, you know? And I think that's a message that most of us don't realize. We're always looking for happiness everywhere else when you have all of the tools. Yeah, so it was a very I am enough um, safe space that we created, and it was beautiful to just have that intimacy that I don't think we have nowadays because we're so distracted, you know, so much going on, whether it's work, relationships, you know, the apps, and it was beautiful to kind of tune the world out for six days and just be goddesses. You know, we had high vibrational meals being cooked that were like fresh and Damn, oh, y'all magic three was on times fleek a day. Yeah, know. fresh juices. There was like a beautiful pool. We went to the beach. Like, I mean, it was just like, oh, I'm did just so proud. Did y'all do the the um, reenact? <laughs> What? Low Lemonade? Drought? Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know you were going to say that. It definitely was a scene. No, we didn't. Tell me you did it. No. Okay, fine. All right. No, because it was like serious. You know, yeah, we were, yeah, I was I imagine know, if I, I busted out while they were saying trauma, like, now let's reenact Lemonade. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it was really beautiful. And I'm thankful to my team for helping me pull it off. Um, to the beautiful house, like, oh, I to know the you women. Changed some lives. You, you changed my life. Telling me, I about mean, that. they changed my life, you know, because I never felt like I was a healer of any sort. And even now, I, I, you know, feel hesitant even saying that, but I do have a thing for people empowering themselves. I've never wanted to be a leader to gain followers. I've always wanted to be a leader to empower people to be leaders as well. Mm. And that's the difference on how I run. Yo shit. My shit. And you, have, <laughs> and you absolutely have been doing it. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm thankful to add that as a new resource to my brand because it's going to be a thing that we continue. It's a series. And for those who, I know some people are like, but I can't afford going to DR. I understand that. We are actually going to start a tour with the healers and go to different major cities. And obviously we can't do six-day retreats, but we can at least do a weekend thing or like pop-up shops to be able to give you these same resources and tools. And obviously it'll be way more affordable and accessible because it'll be in a city near you. So I'll give you guys details Ooh. soon because we're starting that next month, actually. Because that's Ooh. how inspired we were. We were like, now. women need this now. Yes. Yeah, like we just needed to solidify the fact that we, the three of us, could make this happen. And we needed to see that the women, by the end of it, felt impacted. And that was all the testament we needed. So now it's like, let's take this on the road. Like, it's time to save. Hell you know, yes. it's time to, to give people the ability to save themselves. Hell yeah. So to the ladies that came, I know <clears throat> that those of you listening, because a lot of them were fans of the show. I love you guys so much. You changed my life. Mm-hmm. And... I'm just so thankful that you showed up for me, too, you know, because that just showed the trust that you had in me to go to a house in the Dominican Republic. Because at the end of the day, you guys don't really know me. You know, you just know Mm -hmm. what I put online. So thank you for the faith and and love and just the opportunity to step into my truth as well. So Mm. with that being said, (laughs) I was telling the guys, because we were talking about the retreat, obviously, when I got here, I was very excited to share there were a lot of themes that, like I said, I can't share what the women shared, obviously, to protect them. But 
you know, there were themes that the healers brought up that I felt those of you listening could think about as well, because we all need the healing even through the podcast. And the theme that stuck up the most that I told Dustin and Asante was sex. Sex. Now, (laughs) (laughs) Um, here was the question that one of the healers posed and she was explaining to me. Okay, so this is the question. We sat around and we're discussing relationships and the the patterns that you see that keep coming up in all of your relationships. Because usually you'll see a pattern, like either you break up for the same reasons or it seems like the same man or woman or whatever your partner may be, the same personality type keeps showing up in a different body. And it's like, why? What is that? Like... You're the common denominator, so it's clearly something you are putting out. Damn, it's not there. you, it is me. <laughs> it's clearly something you're putting out that's attracting these people. And whether you think they're a fuck boy or whatever we tend to say when we get hurt, <laughs> they are still a mirror reflection of you, even if it's your darkest parts. Mm, so. That's- well, you know what the darkest parts are. <laughs> no, okay, oh, hold on. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, we're getting deep for real. I can't. So instead of pointing fingers and being like, you did this to me, <laughs> I can't. Woo. Instead of pointing fingers and being like, you did this to me, um, the most effective thing that will help you avoid getting into another relationship with the same person in a different body is to look at that darkness and <laughs> Dustin's I didn't even say it. <laughs> is to look at the darkness and be like, what do I have to work out? <laughs> I wasn't going to look at him. I was trying I'm going to have to look I'm at the sorry. wall. I'm so sorry, Lord. This is why I need this conversation. Go ahead, friend. So... Um, to, to work through that so that you don't keep emitting those vibrations that are drawing these people in because you definitely have to stop pointing fingers at some point. So the question she posed was, and this is where people started being like, oh, holy oh, shit. shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she was like, oh, here we go. Right. She was like, think about the patterns. Okay. Literally think about them. So those of you who are listening, I want you to sit and think about the patterns that keep coming up, whether it's that, you know, you have to kind of soften yourself up or maybe you have to be more aggressive or, you ha- you know, the things that you have to perform to, to, to make these relationships work. So she asked, now that you have the patterns in place, because I know you probably know your pattern pretty quickly, where do you think that that pattern comes from? So, of course, all of us assume like, oh, it's you protecting yourself because you've dealt with so much bullshit and you put the walls up and you've the masks up. But like, you know, that's what our automatic answers were. I've just become this person. So she's like, okay, let's go a little bit further back. <laughs> and she asked, where do you think that pattern come from? It came from again. And she goes, think a little bit deeper. And then her question where we all were like hit like a ton of bricks was, who was the parent whose love you craved the most? And once you have that parent in your mind, tell yourself what was the performance that I had to put on in order to receive that parent's love? Who did you have to become to be good enough for that parent to say, hmm, 
you know, conditionally, like, I can give you love if you act like this. If you, if you are like this. But a lot of the times what happens is it's nothing that has to do with who you are. It's a condition that they put on you on how they will love you. And we play into the, those roles. So it becomes a performance of, okay, this is who I have to turn into to receive love from my mom or my dad, right? And what happens is that performance follows you. It becomes you. You think, oh, I built this up because I'm, you know, all the things I've been through. No, you've created this persona because you, for survival, to get love. And we forget to take it off. So when we get into these relationships, it's not even you anymore. And then you wonder why you're not making the connection. Why why doesn't the person understand me? Why, you know, why doesn't it ever turn into anything? Why doesn't it go anywhere? Because it's not you. It's who you've become. It's the representative you've created out of survival all these years. And it stems from that parent that was not just giving you love because you were enough and you were just you and you were here and they're supposed to just love you because it's their parent. No, they made it difficult and they made you feel like, okay, I'm not loved for being me. So this is who I have to become to be loved. And you forgot to take that off. So, of course, all of us were like, fuck you. <laughs> I hate you. Like, you know, I wish you guys could see Dustin and Asante's face. Because I, I feel like I just need to walk out this room, friend. I feel like saying some very unsavory things to you. Right. I mean, we all did because it was that moment of connecting the dots. Like, wow, I've been pointing fingers all this time about what's not working when in reality I'm contributing to what's not working by not even loving by being just me. You still feel that you have to turn this thing, that whatever that thing is you created on, to get love from your partners. Mm. So I would love to, and those of you listening, obviously you work through those things with us, but I would love to hear from the both of you, whoever feels comfortable going first, who was the parent that you craved and who did you have to become to get that love from them? And how, and now knowing that, how do you see that reflected in the people that you date now? Do you, are you still performing? Okay, so <laughs> let's say, let's take this one at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up in a single parent household. <clears throat> it was literally just you know me and my mom, my sister, and my dad wasn't really present. So automatically, when you asked me that question, I thought to myself, "Well, I didn't. Cra- well, for me personally, because my dad was not around." Um, I don't know. I just didn't I didn't miss him or he was just kind of somebody that I didn't really see very often. So I didn't really feel like I craved his love. I think it was more of the tension of living with my mom and her working through him not being around. I craved more of her love, you know, from that. But, you know, she's a single parent working really hard. And eventually I feel like I just I learned how to become invisible. Mm. Um, (laughs) And then outside of that, because I never had a male figure around as well, you know, dealing with men. I don't really know how to communicate with men. It's very hard for me because I've never, you know, I didn't grow up with a man in the house that I really communicated with to uh, see how they respond to situations and things like that. And I didn't feel like that played a bigger part um, in my life until my adulthood. I started to realize as I'm communicating with other people on different levels, there were these things that I missed out on. Also, on the other side of that, going back to my mom, because I learned how to become invisible, um, it was because I didn't want to be like a nuisance to her. I felt like she would love me more if, you know, I wasn't 
creating any problems for her. So, you know, I was just going to school, doing the bare minimums. On top of that, you know, she's doing the best she can as a mom to provide and do those things. I'm trying to, you know, be there easy for her. But one of the things that I also felt short in is because I was working so hard on becoming invisible, I wasn't working on trying to, you know, get my parent or get that love from someone. So I feel like people respond to me more when I cater to them versus um, trying to get it to be a mutual thing. And I think I think that played a, a really big part in my relationships because it's like just because you make yourself invisible or you shouldn't have to make yourself invisible, you should just know that you are enough to, you know, get yourself to the next moment. I've been hitting hitting the bricks with this for the whole weekend, I feel like, just telling myself, like, listen, you aren't here because, you know, you're you're missing. It's because you're looking at the wrong things. And I had to go back to zooming out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> for real. And I want you to notice something. And this is just me, you know, as your friend. And and I'm sure Dustin will, will co-sign. One of the biggest issues that you usually bring up is that you feel invisible. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Asante usually feels yes. like within friendships, you know, Absolutely. your opinions might not be considered. Or if you're trying to get something through, it's like you are on the back burner Absolutely. and people are comfortable with you being invisible. So now I want you to see the connection where you created this invisible Asante because that's what made your mom comfortable. So it was survival mode when you were little, like, okay, the more invisible I become, the less friction there is in the house and the more likely she is to just be like, oh, my son is so good, you know? And now that was your performance, but now you're still invisible Asante and then you tend to point fingers at us like, my friends don't this and my friends don't that. And a lot of times we're like, what do you mean? That's that's the role you play. Like, we are just playing into the persona you've created of yourself. So while maybe you can blame us for not being more like, why are you like that? And pulling you out of it. But at the same time, it's also you have to be accountable for yeah. the mass that you've super, created. Super, super tons of time dedicated to putting that cloak on you know what i'm saying like not want to ruffle any feathers not eat even today talking about merchandise for the show i was real (laughs) just like uh you know it's whatever i mean it's it's three of us up here who's gonna care about what i really care about a lighter but at the same time i smoke all the damn time so it's like why wouldn't i have input on it but right. it's just like going back to that old school, like, oh, well, you know, if you put your input on on this lighter, then you're going to have to follow up and do all this other stuff. Just be invisible. Like, you know, all these little things, these processes that you don't even know are, are going on just because it's been all these layers that you put on. You don't even feel everything second nature at that moment. Mm-hmm. And and you you become you become so used <sighs> I'm to not this. Going per- to this retreat, <laughs> you it. become so used to it. And that's what Dustin, we were talking about it earlier. You become so used to this persona that you actually think it's you. Mm-hmm. Like you really don't even see the difference until you have a conversation like this, which is why I had the retreat, because I wanted people to take more note of how they're contributing to their life being difficult and them not getting what they need from it. How are you? contributing these are things that we don't like to internally look on because we like to be like i'm not getting it because x y and z no you're not getting it because it's you so it's not you it's me <laughs> so dustin <laughs> dustin's over here looking <laughs> look i'm i'm just overwhelmed with emotion here so i'm actually done so, with the episode <laughs> you're like good night i've been doing that invisible shit now nigga, <laughs> right now uh-huh. we put you on hey, blast that's all i have for you going back into on. the cloak like shit <laughs> Woo. okay so take dustin right. right sir dustin i don't even know 
how to do this, so let's just do whatever, mm-hmm. right? So when you ask what parents love do I did I crave growing up, I really don't know because there was things that I needed from both of my parents that I may or may not have received. Mm. So there was a need there on both ends, right? Naturally, I wanted to be um, well-received. My brother was athletic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My father was super athletic. I wanted to be that way, too, because I knew that my father really enjoyed, you know, playing sports with my brother and watching sports with my brother. Sometimes I may not have been as interested in it, but I've, like, watched it anyway and tried to learn and shit. Some sports I was good at, some sports I wasn't. And so I used to feel inferior, you know, based on, like, my athletic ability sometimes. That led to me, um, you know, just basically, okay, long story short, I just arrived. Okay, and then also my parents were very religious and still are to this day. So there was a sense of moral accountability, Mm. a sense of, like, um, adherence to a certain, like, you know, system. Right, you know what I'm saying? That was there as well. So there was, like, guilt you mm. know, that was there, you know, for things that felt natural to me mm. or desires that I had, not sexual or nothing like that. No, just But, like, human. just, you know, things that I would want to do that may not go with the program of that. So I think that what happened to me was that along the way, I just got really, really tired of trying to, like, um, fit certain descriptions or whatever, and I just said, and I experienced other things in my personal life that made me say, okay, you know what, that's the last time any choices are going to be made for me or about me by someone else and I just really started like living on my own terms so it's like there's a part there's a side of me that is very aggressive there's a side of me that is very like um I don't run from confrontational situations sometimes I appear like argumentative or confrontational when I'm really not I'm just very determined to get to the solution you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. I'm like let's just get through the shit now and everybody's not always ready for that. So, but there, I became hyper aggressive almost because I was so determined to not have to be, you know, like do things the way somebody else told me I had to do them in order to be a good person. Mm. Outside of that, there's another side of me that still has residual guilt when it comes to always wanting to do the right thing in this in any situation. So I'm I'm very. Um, it's very important to me that I express how I feel about people to them. And then sometimes I make unfair expectations on other people because of the nature of our relationship. And I found that that doesn't work because you end up literally getting your feelings hurt when people do not, I guess, handle you. You know what I'm saying? The way that you assume that they should because Mm -hmm. of what you consider the nature of your relationship to be. So there's a side of me that is very aware emotionally and then there's another side of me that also is very cold when it comes to that and more focused on things being absolute or things being you know definite you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. is this making sense yeah so i've been impacted by all those things when it comes to like my personal processes and the way that i assess situations and the way that i act what my actions are and that has trickled into my love life and so I can definitely see the correlation. 
if that makes sense. It mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Right, without telling my business or anybody else's, because <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> We're going to do the work, but you know. Yes. No, I get it, because like you said, there was still elements of performance exactly. that mm-hmm. had to take place in order for your parents to feel that you were worthy. But that's the tricky worthy. thing, Fran, because, because it happened the way that I just told you it did. It's almost like this is how I have defined myself right. by these things. So that's why I, it, it feels you know, scary almost to even think about things on that level because it's like, okay, well, then who in the fuck am I? Okay. I didn't build this career of self, you know what I'm saying, and being and knowing that I knew, you know what I'm saying, what the fuck I was talking about when it came to me. So if that's not the case, then God damn. And that, and that is... I'm finna be invisible too. <laughs> but that to me, I think, you know, bringing it back to the retreat is what we were all so like, <gasps> because you build these personas that feel so freaking real like because and but then you have to this is what you have to do you have to look around okay so if it's real Mm -hmm. the life that you have right now does that is that what you want on the weekend (laughs) no 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 like seriously oh yeah on the weekend I have a great life on the weekends. I swear to God in heaven. Like, if I'm not working, even if I'm working, doing something I love, the weekends are just an opportunity to literally design your whole life according to what the fuck you want to do. So on the weekends, yes. Now, Monday through Friday, no, 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 no. Right, and your life right now is limited to the weekends. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. And Asante, you seem to react when I ask that question. The best way to know how deep your performance has gone is to look at your life and whether it feels good to you. Girl, I've already, I'm, I already know that I'm not where I'm at, okay? Now, by you making me do this work. You already know what? <laughs> I already know where I'm not where I'm, I'm supposed to be. At. Well, I'm not where I want to be at. And you making me do this work is hard. So just really bear with me. Because you know what? Your, your question really fucked me up on two levels. I told you because I re- thought about my mom. But I also thought about, like, the absence of my father and how that affected me in those other ways. So now I'm just like, not that I blame anybody. You know, we talked about before just looking at parents as adults. You know, they had their own lives to live. You know, right. they might not have had the proper affection from, you know, uh, mother or father when they were younger. And that's why they were missing marks, Yeah, that too. was their performance, too, though. They li- exactly. Your parents raised you off of their performance. So we're all just out here and doing so, theater together. So now after I take off my layers, I'm also reaching in my pockets and pulling out my mama's coat, too, and stuff. Absolutely. Like- <laughs> and then she has to be willing to meet you halfway, which most parents are so stuck in their ways. That that's the whole other battle. It's like, okay, now I see the performance I had to put to get your love. And then your mom has to sit there and be like, oh, I see that too. And what are the odds of that? <laughs> like you're, you, you know, know like on some on like some real shit, mm-hmm. a long time ago, I started looking at my mother and father as a man and a woman. As human. As men and women. Like not just as my parents, but like I started looking at them and thinking about their lives and their experiences and and things that they had not experienced that mm-hmm. I have. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just different ways that they've lived, you know, different phases of life. They had children early on, you know, so there was there's certain parts of life that I identify with that mm-hmm. they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so I just started looking at them as who they were as people. And that's a it's there's there's a duality there because that can sometimes make you very understanding and can also make you very resentful sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So it's just you have to be prepared. I guess I'm sharing that. 
because I want everybody that is doing this work that we're suggesting to really be prepared to deal with whatever the answers, you know, and conclusions that you come up with, whatever they are, because you're going to to peel back some layers and find out some things that may change some fundamental beliefs that you had about yourself and what you understood about the people that are the closest to you. So just please be prepared for that and know then being, being in, in, (laughs) that's how deep it is for real (laughs) in preparation (laughs) of that. You know, right? Shit, I lost my motherfucker. And don't cut it off either time. Let it leave it in there. God damn it. We being raw. (laughs) But shit, like when you prepare for that, you have to make sure that you are ready to manage whatever comes Mm. up. Right. Because you're going to find out. It's it's one thing to say, okay, I know I might find out some things about myself or about my parents or about whoever that I'm not comfortable with. But you also have to be ready to say, and if I do, this is how I'm going to make sure that I'm able to keep moving forward. Right, because mm. this has to be you. Have, this has to be something that makes you progress. Right, absolutely. Right, it's so. a shift in consciousness. Yes. It's not a regression of any sort. Right, and reality is, you may have to prepare for an apology that you may never get. You know, and I think that's the hardest part when dealing with things you have to work through as far as your parents. So, with me sharing, obviously, um, when I started thinking the the love I crave the most, I've shared before is my mom's. Um, because that's who I was with. I guess it's similar to Asante. My dad wasn't around, and I've mentioned his whole double life, and he had, like, a whole other family and all Mm. that. So I kind of blocked him out my mind, which is a whole other thing. So that, you know, obviously I'm sure I craved his love too, and there was self-worth issues he created in me because he chose another family over ours. So my introduction to men was, like, being told that I wasn't, worth love and attention Mm -hmm. or even presence like not presence as in gifts but his actual presence Mm. in my life so that is battle number one (laughs) but the craving that I had the most when I really thought about it was my mom's because she's who was left she was there that's like she was my lifeline at that point and my mom was always very like I don't want to deal with it I don't want to talk about feelings I'm tired that was literally her day to day. Been at work all day. Then I go to school. You know, the last thing I need is your mouth. And a lot of slamming of doors and me feeling like, oh, I should shut the fuck up more. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what I built this persona of someone who is similar to you. Um, you I wouldn't think you me, huh? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> like I, I don't. I wouldn't say I played an invisible card, but I played a catering card, mm-hmm. which was more so me taking care of my mom's needs and trying to soften the pain and sadness and resentment I was actually feeling, and turn and you know turning it on of like it's okay, mom. Like, are you okay? How was your day? And just being very, like overcompensating in a lot of ways for the love she wasn't giving me. I was like giving it to her times 10. So that seeing that pattern, I'm like, holy shit. I see that in my relationships now where the men clearly could not be ready to receive the kind of love I have to give. And I still feel this need to, to overgive as if that's going to change something in them when clearly when a man loves you, a man loves you. There's nothing you have to convince them of. I mean, that's just the reality of. So I saw that that performance that I had 
built with my mom of maybe if I love her more and I become this really nice kid that when she comes home, she just feels like, oh, you know, this kid is easy to be around and she would love me more. But that's sad that I couldn't just be whatever it was, whether I wanted to be sad, whether right. I wanted to cry, whether your your parents supposed to be like, you're you, it's fine, cry, you're having a bad day. You know, like that's the human interaction that's healthy. But she didn't create that environment for me. And I've mentioned that my mom, her own mom, had left her because she, when my mom was little, her mom decided she didn't want to be a mom anymore. <laughs> and basically wow. was like, fuck this shit, and just left her in someone's house. Wow. So my mom grew with that, like, disconnect of what a mother is. And so she didn't know how to relate to me in that emotional way. She was yeah. sort of like, I'm going to make sure you got all the clothes, all the food in the top schools when it comes to feelings let's not go there that's basically the connection we had so yeah i learned to be softer so now when people meet me when they're like oh you're so warm and catering that's not a lie i do i am warm and catering but a lot of the times it is me also putting my feelings about things my actual feelings about things which is why i didn't even want to do this podcast because I didn't feel comfortable being me in front of people. I liked YouTube because it fit my performance. It mm. fit the nice friend that's cool and has all these recipes that's going to make your life easy and you're going to make you healthy. You didn't have to know about my bad days. You didn't have to know about my imposter syndrome <laughs> because that would make you love me a little bit less. Mm. And I couldn't play into that. So... The performance has followed me clearly in my career, <laughs> in my relationships, because all of my relationships have failed because it was always me trying to hope that my love would turn my partner into something that he wasn't. And I kept repeating that same pattern. Mm. You know, so that's why this conversation fucked me up when she brought it up, because it was like, <gasps> okay, so <laughs> the reason my dating life is the way it is is because there's a part of me that is not even myself so how can i connect to a man who's gonna love me for being me if i'm not being me in the relationship what is exactly that he's connecting to so that's something i want those of you listening before you point the fingers about why your career is so uncomfortable why your friendships are so uncomfortable why the people you're dating is so uncomfortable it's because you're not being you that's why it's so uncomfortable and there's a mask that you've just gotten very comfortable living in for survival but guess what we don't have to survive anymore that's this weird thing that we all get stuck on what is, why are we always in survival mode everything is like you know like that's the consciousness that she was trying to bring up why do you think you're still in survival mode you're not a kid anymore you know, you don't have to perform for anyone. You're not in your parents' house. And even if you are, you don't have to perform anymore. And your life wow. is not going to feel good until you stop doing that shit. So I want those of you listening to start thinking about those performances and then figure out, well, how do I shed it? How do I shed this shit? You know what I can tell you for sure? Mm -hmm. Is that when I decided to start kind of like really just living my life the way that I felt most comfortable I felt so free and I recognized how stifled I had been creatively I mm. recognized how how hindered I had been when it came to focus 
um, um, and to, to being um, committed to things that I would take on, I recognized that I now had the room to, you know, focus and, like, really exert an effort and see things through to completion. And I didn't realize that that was why I wasn't finishing a lot of the things that I was starting, and it was because I was so consumed with all this other shit that was never, ever going to go right, mm-hmm. ever. And so I'm so grateful for, like, the traction that I've made thus far because it has enabled me to have, like, a whole new world of opportunity um, and self-discovery and really just just being settled into who I am. Like that, I just, I'm grateful for that. So do the work, y'all. Shit. <laughs> Man. Get you a pen and some paper, and you write. Like he said, don't lean on me. You take out your pencils and write. <laughs> That's real. real. That's journaling right there. Honestly, and journaling has been playing a really, really huge part of my life. And you know why? This is all coming all the way full circle. And this is because of the numbers and shit. Friend, you know, I'm an eight, right? Mm -hmm. Monday was eight, eight. Just want to put that out there. Mm. Um, Monday was the first day of my week. I just came back from Amsterdam. So I was like, you know what? I need to I I had to write before I left my house to like empower like what was going to happen for the week. But I think the more that you journal the more that you bring out those things that you just need to see or you just need to get them out of your system, whether they're good or they're bad. And I I didn't know the magic t- to that until I started journaling. Like, for real, I go back and I reach and I beg, I'm, f- I'm glad I let that go. Or I'll write down that I'm letting something go and immediately or a day or two later, I'll feel different. Like, I don't feel as hurried as I, I, I've been. And a lot of that played into my childhood as well. I remember seeing my mom just hurried all the damn time. So it's like, why am I always so damn hurried? It's like, I just remember seeing my mom hurried all the damn time. Right. But it's we also programming. Li- we also live in New York City, too. Right. <laughs> you know how I always bring up I Heart Huckabees? hmm The reason that this is so funny is because in the movie, not to give it away, but towards the end, when it comes full circle and he's back at his house, remember the lady says to him, you know, he wasn't able to... To, he felt like a prisoner in his own home and that's why he wasn't able to even emote the death of his cat and he didn't get along with his parents in that sense and that was what was stifling him in his adulthood he was so obsessed about this coincidence this guy he kept seeing but the guy worked at his parents house you have to deal with these issues at home and that's what that was fucking up his life that told you that movie always resonated with me and here you come here you come <laughs> and the thing with journaling is a lot of the times that's the most honest you are on your in your day you know, because we wear masks to work. We wear masks to hang out with our friends a lot of the times, you know. And when you journal, that's your quietest self. That's your most honest, most authentic self. And that's why it's such a release when you journal. Because what you're actually doing is creating right in front of you the blueprint of who you actually are in your silent thoughts. It sure is a release because my hand be too tired after that. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Perry for he wrote this line right okay oh <laughs> it was it was I'm on scared. the family that prays <laughs> and she was like it's your private thoughts that give me pause <laughs> so then private thoughts you know what i'm saying and that's what really <laughs> give you pause shout out to the shout out to tyler look Perry. at tyler with the the, gems. the, the, the family that prays that's that y'all's home. your homework one. is no, a movie this no. week <laughs> that was the only one i'll give tyler you need that's the one with Sonal is Lathan? it on netflix yes, yes, yes okay that one was good taraji's in that is one. it on netflix I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Do they fuck with Tyler Perry? But watch <laughs> Tyler Perry's The Family That Praise. It has Alfre Woodard, mm. Kathy Bates, Sanaa Lathan, 
Um, yeah, that was Tasha Smith. Yeah, I think. Oh, I don't know if she's in that. Well, she might. She be. in all of she, them. All right, yeah. she part of the thing. She uh, might be uh, in but that. Yeah, one. <laughs> watch the family that prays by Tyler Perry for all the one-liners. And shout out to my sister, the love of my life. We went to see that movie together years ago, <laughs> and there was a part when um, Kathy Bates tried to get Alfred Woodard to go on this road trip with her, and Alfred Woodard walked out of the building, and she was like. I ain't thinking about you. I got to go to choir practice. And me and my <laughs> sister bust out laughing in the theater. We was the only people laughing. <laughs> but it was so funny. <laughs> so I, everybody, whenever you ain't got time for somebody's shit, you tell them you got to go to choir practice. You ain't thinking about them. You got to go to choir practice. <laughs> hell. I ain't hell the cuss word that like church people can say without getting in trouble. Hell. Can you say hell? I think so. I think they can be like, well, hell. I ain't never had, you know what I'm saying? It's in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, you know, that's just the hot button issue that we wanted you guys to do some digging about. Because, right? Because we just thought, you know, in the spirit of shedding and we're going into a new season, like these are the times where you have to, and it's the end of the year already, which I still can't believe. Like it's going to be September soon. Like I can't, you know, and and it's. Damn. Right? Okay. We're heading into the fall, and this is the best time to dress, shed, <laughs> yes. to shed um, yes. some layers, you yeah. know, and really start being like, it's the last quarter of the year. How can I make it stronger? You know, yeah. how can I step into 2017? Oh my God. You know, being. Don't being better than I was last year because yep. that's always the goal you're you're your own competition every year is my year yeah literally though and every, you know you're your only competition at this point that's so right. that's why I think these are the conversations that help you get flyer and flyer and flyer with age because age doesn't mean flyer? age doesn't mean anything it's really about the wisdom you that's, know? that's right right so do the work do the work and and hopefully your life will start feeling a little bit like you can actually breathe. I feel like hanging it's with like y'all. It's like nasal spray. <laughs> you know, I feel like hanging with y'all because y'all are so wise. It gives me like a, a secret for when I go into my 30s and things. Because, you know, y'all are just two popping ass black people out here. <laughs> and it's good yeah. if we hit some walls that you don't have to hit that you can kind of get the rope to climb over, you know, because we lowered the rope. Like, listen, you don't have to hit this wall. You can if you want. But I'm telling you, this is the key, you know. This is how you Listen, get over it. you handed me the rope this week. I, I looked at it for a second, like, I don't know if I want to grab this one, but <laughs> I'm glad. Right? So, something to think about. Hopefully, you guys, that Ooh. that this, that topic, I should say, resonates with those of you listening. I just want to add one thing to the yeah. discussion. When Fran was talking about how we need to shed, she wasn't talking about hair. <laughs> so, all y'all that's buying them cheap-ass bundles and all that mink, uh, <laughs> mink, the, mink, uh, Mink, uh, mink Africa, mink, mink Thailand, all that shit, <laughs> that shedding ass shit. I'm sick of that hair, like that, like old boy on making the bed. Get all this hair and shit oh up off God. the floor. <laughs> hair all over every goddamn thing. Invest <laughs> in your hair. It's not about being braggadocious. You know what I'm saying? And flossing and shit and all that other shit. It's about quality. I'm sick of hair all over every goddamn thing when I gotta sit down on the subway because you oh on bundles. God. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> Somebody said if they took a, sh- a good drinking game is taking a shot every time Dustin says, go ahead, friend. Yeah, I didn't like that shit. I felt like, well, what y'all trying All to right, say? take a shot. Shit. I love it. I almost it. tweeted you back. No, I'm just playing. That's hilarious. All right, take a shot. Right. We also want to take a moment to say thanks to our one of our newer sponsors, Casper. 
Now, I've already put it in my head. If enough of y'all buy this Casper mattress, they're going to just give me one, okay? This is how we eat and we survive and we literally sleep, okay? Listen to this. The Casper mattress is made in the U.S. It is made right here in the States, so you know they know what you want. They want to appeal to all of the dope, cool things that you like about a mattress. It coming in a little box and then popping out to be this awesome thing is dope as fuck. It's also going to be easy online to order and it's completely risk-free. You spend a third of your life sleeping, even if it's with or without somebody, you know, just know that. And Casper understands the importance of trying out a mattress before you commit. If you are not satisfied with your Casper mattress, you got a 100-day period. That's right, 100 days to return your mattress. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $954 king size. And you can save an additional $50 towards your Casper mattress by going to casper.com slash friend and entering code, offer code friend. That's casper.com slash friend. Promo code FRIEND to save $50 towards your Casper purchase. Terms and conditions do apply. Please buy this mattress. Tell me how it is. Send me a picture of your new mattress. Not with you on it unless you're looking good. And we're going to get back to the show, okay? Let's do this Because I'm going to tell you something. You got a better chance of me getting in your bed if you got a Casper mattress, okay? See? Get you a Casper mattress, (laughs) then you might catch you a Dustin, okay? If you're playing Pokemon Go, play Casper Go. Get you a Dustin. Back to the show? All right. So for this week's wellness segment, I ain't doing it. I was waiting. <laughs> oh damn! I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. Do it for them. I, I ain't gonna, gonna do it. Do it for I ain't gonna do it. Somebody said that was the little girl from Blackish. Oh shit! Yo, you got me for two seconds. I was like, what? <laughs> That's the little girl from Black is doing it for the vibe. <laughs> Yo, I hate y'all. Oh, my God. Okay, so this week's wellness segment is actually an impact collaboration. Now, what does that mean? There's an app. Talking about car insurance, I think. <laughs> There's an app that is currently, un- it's it's underway by two women of color, Naomi Hirabayashi and Mara Liddy. Go ahead, friend. Right? And they are trying to... That's another shot for you. (laughs) (laughs) They are trying to, you know, obviously empower themselves by being two women of color that are getting into the tech industry, which I love. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I could support that in any way, you know, I will. Impact collaboration means I'm not being paid. They're not sponsoring me. We're collaborating our worlds purely for the impact of it. Mm. Right. Mm. Exactly. So that is what we decided. And they are, you know, getting this that is very grassroots. Like they're doing it themselves. They're just two women that have the skill set and are really interested in contributing to the mental health conversation surrounding our day to day as people of color. It's not just geared towards women. Um, And this is their mission statement. And I was like, if I can provide eyes and ears for you and help in any way, like, let's do it. Come on now. So, right. So I want to tell you guys about the app. It's called Shine, which I love. Get your shine on. (laughs) Right? And basically, Shine is a daily text message to help you get through the day and feel your best self. So once you send this text, and what you're going to send is the word friend and text that to 75985 you are activating their services which will send you daily positive affirmations to basically help you create a morning regimen where most people are grabbing their phones let's be real here when you wake up but at least if you're looking at a text 
that's going to say something that will kind of make you feel like, damn, I needed that. Right. You nah, know? Nigga, where was your ass at last night? <laughs> so I ain't got to be like being Mary Jane and do the post-its no more. I got a text waiting on you. You're getting There's a text. an app for that. Okay. <laughs> There's an app for that. And okay, I think that then. that's beautiful. And the fact that women in yes. tech created this, you know, it's just really inspiring for those of us who are trying maybe to pursue tech or even in the mental health. They're just women entrepreneurs, any you know, in any capacity. Come so on. I'm really excited. Every morning, Monday through Friday, Shine will send send you actionable tips and affirmations to help you feel empowered to take on the day. And the cool thing is when you send Fran to the number, which I'll say it again, is 75985, the first affirmation you'll receive is actually from me, my own words. And <laughs> so I won't tell you guys what it is, so I won't ruin the surprise, but that's something that Naomi and Mara were like, we want this to be very personal for those of for the people who believe in you and listen to you. So if you can give us the activation affirmation for those listeners, you know, your own words, your own love and sending like real intention to those who sign up. Like, I want you to feel better. This isn't just, you know, random text messages like have a good day. But it's like, no, these are my actual words. This is my actual connection to the app, to the women, to those of you listening. And this is our circle of healing on a technological level, you know. So I'm really, really excited about that. When I, uh, you know, when they hit me up, we just connected so well because we're all so passionate just about empowering our people, you know. And I will post a link under the SoundCloud to, you know, their website so you can see who they are, get more information about how, even how they met, how their careers led them to even be able to create this app and just give mm. you guys way more background. Maybe you want to contact them. They're actually really friendly. Uh, maybe you want to be a part of the organization, you know, so I'm going to make sure that that link with all, with more information about their companies is circulated. I'll put it on the friend zone Twitter and the Facebook and the whole nine, but definitely, dope yeah, hell. and you know, obviously be mindful because I don't know what your like data packages are yeah yeah now. like let's be real here um you don't have to pay for the service in any way it's a free service but I also understand people have different data plans so um be mindful that it is going to be a Monday through Friday text that's going to be sent and it'll be a different one every day and I just think that's a really nice vibe to wake up to because you are already going to grab your phone so at least grab your phone and get some love sent to you can, can, yes. can, can I make can I make one too yeah oh wait no I don't <laughs> Dustin's going to be like yo hips better <laughs> I, I want to make one if they, they send it in the morning right yeah oh, Lord. here we what's go what's it going to say okay so alright so like, text Dustin to the number and this is what you're getting back you text Dustin it's going to say Get your ass up and quit pressing snooze. <laughs> Get in that damn bathroom, brush your teeth, in all roll, caps. squeeze the goddamn toothpaste tube down to the bottom, put it up, wipe that goddamn water off of the counter, make sure you put some Carmex on your motherfucking lips, add lotion your hands, and look up and look everybody in the eye and speak up and talk to them when you say hi to everybody and have a wonderful day. <laughs> Could you imagine if we, you know what, we need to make an app where we have, like, our personal good morning. Mine is not. Look, mine's going to be gonna like. Be video messages. <laughs> mine's going to be like, I hope you ground your weed up before you went to bed last night. It's time for the first hit of the day. Like, oh mine God. is going to be terrible. Like, oh, I mean, in so the great funny. way, though, if you're down with that life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope, you know, that ties into 
because that ties into even the the hot button issue of how do you shed this the mass and performance a lot of it's going to do with building your self-confidence you know and building the confidence to be who you are on a daily basis so something as kind as waking up to a kind word you'd be surprised how that can contribute you know to your day just feeling a lot more natural and a lot with a lot more ease so so can i like give out one of them numbers then like instead of giving my own number out, I'm gonna give out everybody one of them numbers. And be like, text me your name. <laughs> like, and then that way it's like I I text them every day. Oh you know what I'm saying? God, it's like you never miss a holiday because you can schedule that. it. You, you that's better, so smart. They'll be like, he's you better so get positive. with them. Leave it to them black women to figure out how to get around the bullshit. I love it. They gonna you better get with them right that's now. That's black okay. girl magic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally, for automatic real. text. That's black girl magic for real. Okay. <laughs> They're gonna be like, he only texts me once a day, but. Okay. Positive okay. shit. Imagine change that algorithm, and that <laughs> sounds like a black person. Anyway, algorithm, you know, algorithm Jenkins used to work for the fire department. Now, Al- you know, algorithm June. That's a junior. Now, or that might be the third. Does yeah. algorithm have his read receipts on though? Because you know, <laughs> like, imagine they like you ain't read our text in the past four days. We unsubscribing your like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they probably didn't made an app for that too. We talking about two smart black women. They didn't. They didn't cross all the T's and dotted all the I's. They, they have vetted their men. Okay. <laughs> Y'all is so funny. And just, you know, I'll repeat it once again. Text FRAN, F-R-A-N, to 75985. And that will activate your daily affirmations from Monday through Friday. Thank you so much to Naomi. And thank you so much to Mara. I wish you well on this app. I hope it blows up regardless of who else you work with. Hope it's amazing. And thank you for contributing to our well-being and making that your life's purpose. I wish more people... You know, felt. I mean, you know, you feel what you feel, but I like that that's what they chose to, to yeah. think about others. So shout-outs to them and shout-outs to all the women in the tech world that are helping us with this, you know, crazy phone addiction that we all have, but they're at least trying to figure out a way for us to stay healthy with okay. that. Okay. Shout-out to Patty LaBelle. Patty <laughs> LaBelle and James Wright Chanel helped the tech world because we all was on our phones watching that damn video. <laughs> shout-out to Patty LaBelle, <laughs> yeah. who was friends with Estelle. Because <laughs> who was a friend of the show. Who is, Estelle uh, who is shows definitely so much yeah. love. A friend of the I show. love Estelle. Oh, my God, I Estelle, love her. Estelle, <laughs> if you're listening, I know that you're listening. Thank you for all of the love and the support. Yes. You are a friend of Patty LaBelle's and you are a friend of ours so yes. I feel like I'm that much closer to greatness I mean you are great don't get me wrong you know you are the shit okay <laughs> but you Mother Patty oh, come on now Mother Patty come on now did y'all see it was retweeting uh, her on Sesame Street doing the ABCs y'all know Patty, Patty? <laughs> yeah she sang ABCs me. the Patty way the- what I'm gonna show like you like recently no no, no, it's, no it's a throwback it's, it's, and oh, yeah. was it was like, a throwback but it, it was still I'm going to play it for you after this show. <laughs> right. Somebody said Patty was going to be on Wild and Out. <laughs> <laughs> giving away Patty. Y'all be fucking with I me. I mean, like. I just... <laughs> Somebody said Patty LaBelle going to be on Wild and Out. Imagine... Okay, so imagine Patty LaBelle during the freestyle part. With the part, little satin jacket. And she'd be like, she'd be like, you do you, boo. I'm Patty LaBelle. Do you, boo. I got Patty the Patty Bell. pies. And I'm here to give them, ooh. And I even cuss too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> she will win every week. Ooh. Oh, God, I can't. I can't with y'all. Okay. Right, so so Asante was this week's icebreaker segment. Oh, damn, I forgot about the icebreaker. I'm just playing. Okay, so y'all know. Dang, I, I believe that, too. I was like, okay, yeah, Ty, so y'all you can know pause I, the episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, he ain't got to pause it this time. Okay, so, you know, we've, we've been doing music. I can't get away God, from the music. God, we just are 
I just can't music get away heads. from the music. I don't know what it is. But I, but I said that I was going to do something a little bit different. And so I'm going to do something about music videos. Oh, oh wow. Throwback. Okay. Well, no, this is, this is a, you know, it's a create your own. So this is your own music video. You know how each music video has like uh, a destination and a story, something. Give me like two scenes from a music video that you want, <laughs> like two scenes you want out of your music video and the type of story you want to tell. I already know exactly oh. <laughs> what I'm doing. Because we be doing it already. And, and I'm being, I'm, you know, if you can give me more than two scenes or two types of backdrops, I just want to give you something to work with. But I know y'all going to go all out, so. That is so funny. Okay, so, okay. I'm going I'm to make this quick because we already behind, Lord Jesus. We, we, behind like, oh, Lord. we behind like cheeks and cracks. We behind. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So I would definitely, because I am, you know, me, I am definitely going to have a scene on a yacht in Miami. Oh, my God. Racing, speed, racing yachts with my friends. It'll probably be, shout oh, out to my best cute. friend, Gary. Racing it'll probably be like, It'll probably be me. Kid Fury, yo ass, my best friend Greg and my best I mean my best friend Gary and my best friend Matrell and we be on yachts, yeah, racing in Versace glasses and no shirt and change. <laughs> like you know what I'm really saying? Yacht, yeah. I would definitely do that. And then I'm always been Bounce obsessed with hose. those scenes where like <laughs> they have like like you're standing on the wall that's all one color and like mm. you're wearing that color, but then you have on like like so the whole wall is black. I'm wearing all black head to toe. Well not well head to ankle and then I'm wearing like white shoes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I would do a scene like that. And then as far as like a storyline my two favorite videos right now when it comes to storylines because I know it's something I'm not thinking about. But I love the We Found Love video. I think oh, that's an yes. amazing storyline. It's one of my line. favorite just yes. all around vibes. And then I love Take On Me by AHA from the <gasps> 80s. So oh, like it would be it would be back. a fusion of it would be something like that as far as storyline. Yo, that's all because of truth. Take on me. Take on me. Take me. And then he goes in. I wish I could see Justin's face on the high note. Oh, the high note. Yo, that song Ooh. was the shit. That was my all-time favorite. I love that we know like random old white mm-hmm. pop songs. Listen, I was <laughs> singing "Squeeze" the other day. Because listen, I bought a toothbrush, some toothpaste, a flannel, a flannel for my face. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So that's your. I just want to say that I thought that the "Kiss It Better" video by Rihanna was a huge letdown. Absolutely. Because that's one of my favorite songs When on that did that album. come out? Forever exactly. ago and no one cares because it was dumb. Oh, I, I said I that it. if it was up to me, I would have made a new version of the Take On Me video by AHA and made that mm. the Kiss It Better video. Oh, It would have been genius, right? Pay me somebody. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, friend. Who's your choice? Hmm. What's your choice? I'm like trying to like think if of, I were to think do. of all your favorite music videos and some well okay the only thing that's in. coming to me is like now that that we can actually go to Cuba mm-hmm. oh, mm. you see it already I would l- <laughs> y'all y'all we need a camera and because people don't see the faces they gonna see it at that live show on Saturday oh, August the 13th shameless <laughs> New school, you know what I'm saying? We might as well just go on and put it out there. This shit is sold out, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Word up. That live 
I can't wait to see all y'all on Saturday, oh my God. August 13th at 8 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Still don't know how I'm going to look for y'all, but can't wait to see y'all. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking, I think it would be cool to show, like, the parallel worlds. Like, maybe I'll still be coming from Harlem, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe on some, like, trying to explore where I come from type thing. Mm. And then stepping into this. Because, you know, Cuba is still very, like, vintage in mm-hmm. a way. Like, the cars, the lifestyle. It's almost like they were in a time warp because we had that separation where, you know, the rest of the world couldn't really fuck with them. Fuck with them. Yeah, so he made sure to keep them very insulated. And while that was hard, obviously, in a lot of ways, but it also... It also made it very like sacred and 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 um, traditional in a lot of ways. So I think it'd be cool to have like, you know, maybe whether it's me or whatever, like being this person that's like tired of this like hustle and bustle city and trying to dig deeper to figure out like what what more is there to life. And by trying to figure that out, going back into the old times and. You you know, of course, it's going to have to be that dark-skinned Cuban dude. I was going to ask if I could play the guy. Because, friend, friend, I swear to God, Cuba is the one place where I would not mind sweating in the club. I feel like if you Ooh, in, in Cuba it. at night, you supposed to have that sweat. In one of those old-time cars. Yes. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. my God. Yes. Okay, so Dustin pulls up. Now, that's in- the wellness <laughs> set. Well, 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 well. That's the wellness set. singing for that one, huh? Right, so that that would probably be my video. It would have that vibe of, like, stepping into, like, whoa, like, these are my people. You know, not all this shit that's happening in America where they're trying to make us feel like we ain't shit. Like, this is our world. This Mm. is our culture. This is our magic. Seeing beautiful, you know, dark-skinned women with the candomblé and the drums and the old men with their hats and the old Havana shirts and just feeling like, yo, we're some magical-ass motherfuckers. You know, just, like, being open to, like, who we actually are. And so I think that, to me, would probably be where my video is. Ooh. E2. Okay. (laughs) E2. (laughs) So immediately there's going to be too fucking much happening in my video. Uh, every one of my favorite music videos has like a desert scene in it, right? Shout out to the Reed Amsterdam. Well, we we had a I was on a show in Amsterdam, but we talked about Maya, case of the X, and you know that was in the <gasps> desert. So that was I will do it again. I did it there. I will do it again. Um, anyway, Maya's case of the X was a good desert video. Sierra even had a video. She was dancing in the desert. Cater to you. Um, fucking uh, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. Dang, it's like attack. they follow formulas. It now was you just think about it. Yeah, she, um, everyone MIA. needs to, Right, it's just something about oh, the desert. Yo, Mia's was dope. She, though. Remember when she had the guy like video and the on car the was on its side? Whoa, yo, Mia is sick. Um, anyway, there has to be some sort of desert scenes where there's the desert breakdown, the drive-through scene, just one person <laughs> You're in the dance. middle. Hell fucking yeah. Maybe I'll just have some fire-ass dancers. I have, listen, if you got to hook up at the Broadway Dance Center. With the dust shit. kicking up. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'll be out there doing that Janet Jackson. I'm going to be doing in the sand. Look, you know, you know how you said, oh, hell yeah. No, you know how you said making the band Jason earlier? Yeah. You remember they had that one two-step dance they would do with the scarves and shit, and they would t- take it back? I'm doing that one in the desert, okay? That's one of my, my bomb-ass scenes. I love that we all have such different videos. Now the parallel, like now the other part of the video, because you know it's always clips of a couple of things going on. Now the other side of it is going to be a house party theme, mm-hmm. like Tinashe 
damn, Tinashe, I think I kind of stand for her a little bit low-key. If she keeps doing the right things, I'm going to throw a stand card out there. But, you know, it's going to be another year or so. <laughs> anyway, she does really cu- uh, cute, like, little house party scenes, like, in her party favors video, which was a letdown. And also, All Hands on Deck, there was, like, a really cool, like, night scene and stuff like that. So those mixed in there. It'd be, like, a dope-ass parallel between, you know, me finding myself and partying my life away and trying to escape all the shit that I want to be a part of. Mm, mm. I like that. Oh, and I want to add to everyone's skin. Do you guys remember in Lauren Hill's X Factor that video? Blue, the blue scene. The blue, I already know. You already that know. That, and shit. even um, Kendrick for... Um, what was his single that like people were like, eh? Freedom. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was called I... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Do you remember? Yes, 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 right. Yes. Do you remember how everyone's skin looked in that video? I watch it. I do. See, you remember, it's a right? Sheen. It's, it's, a, a it's, sheen. All, it's almost like a mist. Yes. Like and it's just it just it all it looked like they got on stockings all over their body. <laughs> like your whole body is covered in pantyhose. Right. Like it's like everyone's like bronzy yeah. and it's almost like a moonlight. I don't yeah. know. I can't explain it. But if you watch the Kendrick Eye video and then Lauren Hill's X Factor, the scene where they step into the club. Where everyone and even Belly, yeah, yes. Belly, remember Keisha? Keisha. Yep, the Belly. bedroom scene hell, where she was laying even in, in the, the bed. Nelly hot in here. Scene. Oh hell, no. <laughs> even in the tip drill video. <laughs> that the was skin just oil. was amazing in that video, boy. <laughs> but like that vibe. What when, if the card and tip? I'm sorry. No, go I ahead. just realized I cut you off. No, go ahead. What if the card and tip drill was a chip card? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> How do we always come back to tip drill? Tip drill was was a one now. What if the card in tip drill was had a chip in the card? What was they gonna do then? You gonna stand there and wait for tip drill? <laughs> what was they gonna do? Nah, I just want that to let this record oh. reflect. <laughs> Listeners, you see, it ain't just I just want y'all to know this is a family, okay? <laughs> We laugh as a family around here at the friend zone. Oh, Thank God, you. my How face long, friend? <laughs> Ten minutes. Yes. Now. Yes. So, mm-hmm. But yes, when they when when I step into Cuba, I want everyone's skin to look like that. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to see how my skin going to be looking. <laughs> so I guess that's it for the icebreaker segment. I like that all of our videos were like totally different. Yes. You like how I was getting away from music, but it was still music. <laughs> The next icebreaker should be a music video that's already out. Like you said, Kiss It Better. Mm-hmm. How would you rework it? Yes, oh, we'll do that. That should have been today. Be ne- I was, I've got several <laughs> I notes. do too. There's okay. so many videos that I directed in my head. So that'll be next week's icebreaker. Man, we should just do a whole episode about how music direction has changed. They're all going to be Sierra videos. Oh. New Sierra uh, videos. I don't think I know any new Sierra songs. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said I wish y'all would tweet me talking because y'all know Sierra videos now are not good like they used to be. Thank you very much. I mean, absolutely. We were just talking about I fucking like the um, promise. Oh, but that was like girl. Old Sierra. I was just about to say evolution video. up. I that was her best promise, video. Promise had speak. get up on there too. Mm-hmm. That yes. album. That was the. I think R. Kelly did that album. Maybe. Yeah, Promise and Get Up was on that album. She had, those were the best videos ever. She killed she it. She said, oh, my name is so The Ride so. video was the shit. Oh, but yeah. BET fucked her up when they banned it. That's what messed mm, everything up. Ride was. That was a good video. Anyway. That'll be, that'll be. Next week. Right, pin that, mm, pin that, Asante. Now this week's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by our friends over at Adam and Eve. You see, look here, sweet thing. For over 40 years, 
Adam and Eve has built a reputation as a trusted and reliable adult products store. Whether you're male, female, straight, gay, or anywhere on or off the motherfucking spectrum of sexuality, you deserve to get you some Adam and Eve products. Their selection is so vast and includes a wide variety of the latest adult toys from the biggest brands <laughs> in a range of shapes, oh sizes, oh, yeah. colors for any experience level. <laughs> experience level? Go to adamandeve.com. And for a limited time, only you'll get 50% off just about any item. Did you say 50% off? Yes. When you select one item at 50% off, Mm. you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, (laughs) Adam and Eve will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. (laughs) <laughs> so go to adamandeve.com and use code zone that's z o n e let's get back to the show <laughs> so let's jump into asking for a friend. What's the what's the drama of the week? Before we ask for a friend, I have to remind you all of the email as I do every week just to be sure so you don't tweet me and say, well, where should I email this to? I'm giving it to you right here, right now. <laughs> it is the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Now that we've got that shit out of the way, let's ask for a friend. <laughs> all right. I would like your advice on how you deal with negative energy that you cannot necessarily avoid or walk away from in the moment. In my case, I'm referring to my dad. He has been a consistent source of negative energy since my early teens, and I have no contact with him at all. However, he still has a relationship with my brothers, so from time to time, he will show up wherever we all are with no real warning. While he knows not to speak to me and only ever loiters near the door, his energy is so draining and I instantly feel isolated and blue in places where I should feel the most at peace. How do you get through these how do you get through inescapable moments filled with negative vibes? Love and blessings. Mm. And it's hard when it's a parent. Girl, you're shutting down, first and foremost, because I know the shutdown signs when I see him. So, <laughs> you, first of all, you have to deal with this before he shows up or deal with the emotions that you have about this person showing up. And I know it's your parents, so I'm, I, don't, I don't know how to tell you exactly to talk to them about it. But, you know, you, you have identified that this is happening, so you really need to identify what it is that you have a problem with and, you know, what the negative energy is that you feel. It, it might be resentment towards him for some things. And um, you're going to have to find a way to talk to him about it. I don't know how to – I'm going to pass the ball to, to somebody that might be able to tell you how to help that, but that's the shutdown. I can tell you that. <laughs> Justin? I just feel like when it comes to your parents, you have to be 100% committed to any decisions you make in regards to – you know, the way that you communicate with them, whatever your relationship is. Now, I know she says she does not communicate with her father at all and that this had been going on since her early teens. So I think that she needs to just really re-examine her decision to not communicate with him because if this is something that she is 100% sure about and if she feels confident in that decision, then that will remove the the anxiety and you know, the trip, whatever she feels when he's around, that will remove all of that because she'll be so confident in her decision to remove him from her life. 
So mm-hmm. re-examine all that. If you're feeling these types of feelings when he's around, if you feel like you don't know how to be, if it's not natural <laughs> for you, re-examine it. Figure out if you can open that door back up. And if you cannot, then accept that fully, and it will become instantly peaceable when you all are around each other because you will be completely unaffected. So I say re-examine everything, then like just embrace your decision wholly and commit yourself to that decision, and it will Im- immediately remove that source of stress for you. I co-sign because I can relate. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've you know like I've said before, you guys know my dad had like his double life, and then to make matters worse, he doesn't want a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. So that's a hard mm-hmm. pill to swallow. Um, he comes to New York and doesn't tell me, you know, I'll find out from like a cousin that saw him in Mm. my grandma's house or something. And that's not a good feeling, Mm -hmm. you know? And then one time he went to my grandma's house and my mom was there and that, and I guess he felt pressured. So like he called me, you know, but I knew it was just cause my mom was there. Um, and we made dinner plans and then he ditched me when it came down to it. He, I like call, like text him to confirm, and then he made some excuse about him having a headache. So you know he dodges me like at all costs. And then for a long time, I went through a couple evolutions. I went to not giving a fuck and being like fuck him, to then getting older and want you know now that you guys see how I am, like I'm trying to reflect on my life and fix yeah. some pieces. But the reality is, there's some people that are not going to meet you halfway in that need to reflect. And like I said earlier, there's some apologies that you're just never going to get. And that's the reality of it. And my dad just isn't there. So I can't expect something out of him that he's just not interested in. Right. And I'm going to continue hurting myself if I keep looking for something that's just not there. So like Dustin said, there comes a time where... You know, you just have to accept that. And it sucks. I, it's hard for me. Sometimes I'm like, what is it that he doesn't fuck with me? Like, I'm his kid, you know? And that's such an odd feeling. You yeah. go through that with your friends or whatever or, or relationships, but it's your parent. Like, mm-hmm. they contributed to you being here. So being rejected, that's a really weird shit. That's some weird shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I will never understand his mind. But all that does is show me that whatever he's going through is so fucked up. And his feelings are so, like, far gone that he can't even, as a man, confront them and then fix the, you know, destruction that he's caused because he hasn't confronted those feelings. So I just understand that about him. I wish him well. I really hope that he doesn't pass on you know, and die without feeling loved or whatever it is that he's going through because he's a very isolated person. You know, he doesn't even talk to his parents that much. Like, he's just really gone into, like, a corner. And I don't know the story. I don't know why he feels he needs to be that way. And every time I have talked to him, he'll, like, he, you know, gets, like, emotional. So I know that he feels that this is wrong. He just doesn't know how to fix it. And, you know, I can't be the one to fix it. So... As the listener, you know, letter, like, you you can't do anything about it. Just file him away as someone that it is what it is. That's really the most I can say. And when you see him, yeah, you're going to feel like a thing because it's apparent, but it's just something you can't fix. I can tell you this. 
I know what it's like to be estranged from an immediate family member. And there's a part of you that because you have what they don't have, because you have what's called a natural sense of affection, mm-hmm. you feel the pain and you feel the sting the of void. the separation. Yeah. You feel it even when you are completely not at fault. Right. You feel it mm-hmm. and they don't. And so it only takes you, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe three or four times of feeling that thing. Because, see, that's like a totally different type of pain. That's a totally different type of hurt. That's a totally different type of offense. Totally different totally than anything different. you ever deal with with anybody you, you, you cross paths with in life. So it only takes maybe like two or three times, maybe four, for anyone walking on the face of this earth to then come to some sort of, of resolve with that. Like, okay, so I'm never going to feel like that again. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm either going to completely lose myself and conform to whatever I have to conform with to make them be normal, I guess, to what they think is normal, or I'm going to be all right with the fact that, like you said, friend, there are some apologies that you just are never going to get Mm -hmm. and you are not trained and you don't have the capabilities to fix them Mm -hmm. and to thus make them be fixable and normal in your life so again to dial back to the center you just have to be 100% committed to your decision in removing that person from your life because it's a very weighty decision to make and there's a lot of sleepless nights and true pain that comes along with that and so Baby, you just you just take some time and you make a decision for yourself and you stick to it. And it doesn't matter if anybody understands, agrees, voices an opinion, does not, ignores, whatever. You have to do what works for you so that you don't feel those sources of stress mm-hmm. and that type of pain ever again. If you're tired of that feeling, do what you have to do so that you never feel it again and be okay with doing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're the child. Yeah, and what I did is I told my mom and my grandparents, everyone, I was like, listen, don't make this a thing. It's not a thing. Like, let's let it go. Please respect my decision. If he's in New York, don't make it a thing. Like, don't tell me. Don't try. You know, like, mm-hmm. I have I have accepted that my dad doesn't fuck with me, and that's what it is. As hard as it is, it's just what it is. So I am not going to make the effort anymore. I can't afford that. It hurts. He already proved that it hurts to be rejected. So if well, I will say because that's how he's wired. So I'm I'm disconnecting based on how he's wired. But how I'm wired, I still love him. And if he wants to talk to me, the ball's in his court. Because I'm not changing who I am either for someone else's difficulties in life. So, you know, the door will always be open. If one day he's like, can I talk to you? I'm here. There's not. I'm not going to be like, oh, now, nah. you know, I'm not right. going to do none of that. It's just going to be a cool. I've loved you this whole time anyways. And that's who I am. I won't change that. But I also won't hurt myself. I love you, friend. I love um, you too, friend. So <laughs> we are going to now, and I hope that, that you take that, and I hope that all of your stuff works out for you. So we're now going to wrap up this show. Thank you so <laughs> like much. The feeling. To everyone who wrote in. Do you guys have church announcements? 
Uh, just really fast, I uh, want to say a uh, big hearty thank you to Tack Stone for having us on this show yes. last week. Oh, that's it right. It was amazing. See, because I was like out the loop. When the, so I, there's so mm-hmm. many things I want to shout out. Oh, it was out. the week before. Sorry. The, the week before, Tax had us on our show. Uh, on had us show. on his show. <laughs> and then we had Cheska Lee on our show last week. So th- thank you to both of those people for Absolutely. you know being Two in the great, friend zone. Great contributors to, the, uh, to our awesome. whole thing here. Right. So. Really, really dope episode over on Tax. Really, really dope episode over here. I know you guys really love the imposter syndrome episode. Um, you will be seeing some guests at our show this coming Saturday, August 13th, if you haven't locked in that date as well. Um, you know that the Reed is going to be hosting it, so shout out to our Reed family. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much it on my on on the end for us. I mean, uh, you have any projects coming up, Dustin? I know yes. you're always working. Shout out to um, the beautiful Selena Johnson who sent me Selena. the cutest video. In my text messages today, and I'm actually going to post it online. Um, I'm hosting Selena Johnson's concert on August 27th at the Highline Ballroom here in New York City. You can go to the Highline Ballroom's website to get tickets. Come out. It's going to be a good time if you love R&B music and good singing. And I'm going to talk shit for a good solid 10 minutes. So bring your asses (laughs) and let's get drunk and have a really good time and listen to her sing with her beautiful voice. Um, You can also catch us as a whole, a record label of staff, and and crew, <laughs> you can catch us at Afropunk Festival this Afro- year. Yay. We're so excited to be a part of the Loudspeakers Lounge with our great label network mates here <laughs> at Loudspeakers Network. So come check us out there at Afropunk. We'll be there engaging with you guys and enjoying the music and yes. the festivity and the fellowship, if just like friends, all of you. And the outfits, and I'm going to be looking. <laughs> if you're friends with any of the artists that are going to be performing, don't forget to bring them over to our our, our lounge, okay? You yeah, know, come see us. Trying to meet Joe K, That's trying to meet so Sango, fun. trying to meet the whole crew, okay? Right? Come see us. Surprises and, and things and stuff that will <laughs> yes. be going on in the booth. Come see us at the <laughs> yes. Loudspeakers Lounge at Afropunk in Brooklyn at Commodore Berry Park, uh, August 27th and 28th. What about you, yeah. friend? You got some things coming up on the thing? I do. And I want to say something before we move, because I know they're going to there are going to be people that think that Dustin cut me off. Right. That it was just, a, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like he was like, okay, let's stop talking. It was just a trigger moment for all of us. And it was like, I, I don't yeah. like get away from that. I don't, yeah. wanna, I don't like seeing friends <laughs> not feel good. We've oh, been tri- no, it's okay. We've been triggering ourselves this entire episode, okay? <laughs> we had to cut up. We have to take the trigger yeah, back I this time. Yeah, I didn't want anyone to be like, oh my God, the way he cut. It wasn't right. that. It was just like you could we, see in our faces, we like, needed okay, it, y'all. Let's, let's move on. Right. So Thank that's what friend. that was. Yeah, I had to clear that up because I know probably for us, because we can see each other in the room, we understand what we happened. We understood, yeah. but so someone listening would be like, damn, what the fuck was that? So if you comment and you're listening to this part, go back and delete it <laughs> right, you commented at Dustin. <laughs> See, that's what your ass get. <laughs> they gonna be like, "Damn, well, I ain't listen all the way." <laughs> um, just had to put that out there, so got, there's friend? a little misunderstanding. But I wanted to shout out the guest house in Dominican Republic so that we can be able to continue using it. I want to support it. Come on. So in case you have a retreat that you would like to hold there or Airbnb, the guest house is in Santiago, Dominican Republic. And please email Geradmi. That's Y-E-R-A-D-M-I. Um, and the email is S-T-I guest house, S-T-I-G-U-E-S-T-H-O-U-S-E at gmail.com. You can hit her up and see what 
the calendar is looking like for the year and she'll give you the rates and you guys can work something out. She's really flexible and awesome, has amazing energy. And let's keep that retreat space as a safe haven for us. And also it's just a really beautiful house if you want to just go and experience it yourself. Um, if you want to look at it, the Instagram is at STI Guest House and you can see all the rooms, you can see the property. Um, like I said, I posted some stuff on my Twitter earlier today. So much love to Jeradmi for allowing us to use that and definitely take advantage and support. It's a black business. Come on. Yes. Right. Support. Support. So, um, yeah. So you said Afropunk. We said the, the show coming the up. The show. We thanked Tax. We thanked Cheska Lee. Lee. Yes. I talked about my retreat. I want to thank... Okay, I'm going to try to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's too. But hold on. <laughs> so many things. That's okay, good, we though. Okay, we just so thankful for being here. Okay. <laughs> and I want to shout out the beautiful women who carved out time in their week to come spend it with me and my friends as, you know, my the healers to really show up for themselves. Julissa, Jalissa, Cassandra, Victoria, Jackie, Maureen, Kim, Samantha, Wasal. Danica and Autumn, I love you. Autumn, you love, we love you too. Right? We love all y'all. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <sighs> Just had to put that out there. And I gave you guys the house info. And that's it. Right? Anything else we have to do? Also want to thank the beautiful Hey Friend Hey for her awesome Spotify oh, playlist. Yes. Okay. Yay. I'm I was so jamming proud. the entire time I was in Amsterdam. You were the perfect playlist. Yeah, and thank you to all the messages you guys have sent about it. Like, this was a whole new venture for me and to see how you guys received it and the love you guys sent to the artists because yeah, you guys fun. have been tweeting them. And I told you how much it meant to me because Spotify was taking a chance allowing a social media influencer who's not an artist to curate a playlist. And I didn't use any, quote unquote, celebs to, you know, use like name recognition. Mm -hmm. Take a chance. Right. So they took a chance on me. And then I also took a chance by using artists that pretty much none of you knew about. At least Mm -hmm. that's what you guys were saying. Like, I don't know. You was on your Beyonce. (laughs) It was like, ain't no hits on here. (laughs) And you said, each track is a hit. Right. (laughs) So I'm thankful for the love you guys showed the artists because a lot of them reached out to me being like, whoa. What was really funny was the ones that that were like, I don't know who you are <laughs> but thank you for putting me on the playlist Damn, that's so yeah let's keep supporting each other man this is the vibe we're trying to create so thank you for supporting me thank you for supporting them and that's it that's it for this week's show we love you so much it's a long one but <laughs> if you made it this far see you on saturday right if you okay. made it this far we should say tweet something or write something the soundcloud oh if you made it this far <laughs> Tweet us a picture of the darkest place. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, please don't. That no, that's what that's the pictures that's gonna come on the, when I start that text message <laughs> service. <laughs> you gonna get pictures on of the darkest note, places every on day. That <laughs> note, tweet us shine. <laughs> yep, tweet us shine. Tweet us the word shine or with leave a picture it. of some gold teeth. <laughs> yep, I was gonna say tweet, yep, uh, tweet, tweet us some to get your shine on. And if you're on SoundCloud, just write the word shine. That's right. Yep. Come on. Yay! We All love right, you guys for so much. Another week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.
we want to just say thanks again to Luke Crate for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Again, supporting Luke Crate supports us. Go ahead and check out those Loot Crate boxes. If you're into the ninja training, don't forget they got the Loot Anime box. If you got some pets, they got Loot Crate pets. So they've got a little bit of something for everybody. You're going to use that code FRIENDZONE to save $3 on any new subscription. Again, that's for any box. It could be the pets box, the anime box. There's a Loot Crate box for everybody. That's LootCrate.com slash FRIENDZONE, promo code FRIENDZONE. Get your geek on with Loot Crate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.